Welcome back to another volume of Truly Disturbing Tales from Reddit. Today we're going to be narrating three new unsettling stories taken directly from the platform. I encourage you all to sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy these terrifying personal accounts. Now, without any further delay, let's jump right in. I'm a 17-year-old guy currently living in Phoenix, Arizona. This incident took place around six months ago on an overnight trip into the Superstition Mountains, which are about an hour drive east of Phoenix. I'm not going to specify the exact trail because I've been doing this stuff long enough to realize what happens when you post stuff on the internet. Whether it's a good trail, abandoned mine, ghosts, or whatever it may be, people come flocking, and usually with a lot of trash and loud music. Anyway, this particular trail I was taking was an eight-mile loop through a canyon. Pretty simple in-and-out overnight trip. I had planned to go with my friend, but a last-minute cancel on his part left me on my own. So with a packed bag and car ready to go, I decided to go out on my own. Not leaving the house on time and some trouble navigating rough forest roads, I didn't arrive to the trailhead until around 5.45 p.m., which for those of you who don't backpack... This is a very big no-no. I had about a four-mile hike until I arrived at my planned camping spot, and it was getting dark fast. So I figured if I moved quick enough, I could get at least two to three miles in before I had to find a spot. This strategy left me hiking a very dark trail on my own, with about 15 miles of dirt road between me and anyone else. Hiking in the dark by itself is scary, especially for where I was and being on my own. Eventually it got so dark that I could only see where my headlamp was pointing, and that's when I figured I needed to stop and get a camp set up. With only using the headlamp as my light source and trying to move fast, I ended up in a less than ideal spot, but there were some burnt pieces of wood and the remains of a fire circle, so it looked like people had been there before, but definitely not recently. My first priority was to get a fire going. I scanned the area around me and was able to find some dry wood and I got the fire up and running. I got my tarp set up and cracked open a can of chili mac I had brought for myself and was very much looking forward to eating. I was feeling good. My camp was set up and my food was on the fire. The feeling of uneasiness from the hike in had almost gone away completely, but there was a smidge still there. Side effect of camping alone in remote areas, I suppose. To fully understand what happened, I have to explain to you how my camp was set up. The site I had picked was a small clearing surrounded by large pine trees, with the trail about 30 feet to my left. When you're in the woods and have a fire going, the fire casts a circle of light around it, and everything on the edge of that circle and past it are pitch black. I was sitting on the ground near my fire, eating my dinner, when a small rock about the size of a marble was thrown into my camp. I looked at the tiny rock in shock as I was positive that I was the only person on this trail that night. I immediately turned my light on and towards the area where I had seen the rock come from, but due to the density of the pines and brush, I could only see about 10 feet. I spent the next 15 minutes in disbelief as I scanned the tree line that surrounded me, searching for what or who had thrown the rock, not daring to stray too far from my fire that in hindsight offered me a false sense of security. After sitting back down and spending the rest of my time on high alert, 
I was able to convince myself that I had somehow kicked the rock or that it had fallen from a tree. I went to sleep that night, not expecting the pure terror that was about to unfold. I woke to the sound of rustling leaves, barely audible if you weren't listening for them, but they were there. Still in a sleepy daze, I listened as the rustling leaves got harder to hear, as I assumed they were moving away from me. I went to grab my handheld flashlight that I had left next to me when I had fallen asleep. But the more I looked, the more scared I got as I came to realize that it was no longer there. I stood up in my sleeping bag and ducked out of my tarp to look around. I was able to see a light off in the woods. It couldn't have been more than 15 feet away. It was my flashlight, laying on the ground in a pile of leaves. This is one of the few moments in my life where I've almost shit my pants. The flashlight that I had left sitting right next to me when I had fallen asleep a few hours ago was now 15 feet away from me, past the tree line in the woods. I hurriedly slipped my boots on, clutching my knife in the other hand and keeping my head on a swivel. I weighed my options. Stay here and wait out the night or attempt the three-mile hike back to the car in the dark. I figured that whatever or whoever was out there with me was definitely going to have a better advantage if I was out on the trail without a light. So I decided to stay at the camp and wait the night out there. Eventually, it came back. I could hear the rustling through the woods, the sound of walking. It was far off, but I could hear it. It sounded like someone leisurely walking by, like they were on a stroll without a care in the world. Sometimes it would walk too far away and I would lose the sound of its steps. But then, an hour later, or maybe two, it would return, still just as faint as ever. This went on for about three or four hours, until I listened to the steps get closer and closer, until they were about seven feet from me. At this point, the fire had gotten very small as I had run out of wood in my pile. The footsteps stopped, and everything went totally silent. I sat there still for two hours, clutching a knife in my hand and prayed that I wouldn't hear anything else. I stayed in that position until the sun cast enough light that I could see that I was alone in my campsite. I packed my things and speed walked the three miles back down the trail that I had taken. I arrived at the empty dirt road where my car was parked and nearly sprinted to it as I unlocked my Subaru. I jumped in, drove, and didn't stop until I had put at least 20 miles between me and that place. I stopped at a gas station in Apache Junction to buy a Red Bull, but mostly just to see and or talk to another person. As I exited the store, I was able to see that there was something on my back window. A message, scrawled in the dust. It read, Sleep well? A lot of weird things have happened to me on my various adventures through Arizona but this is by far the weirdest and scariest so far. So I thought I'd share it. There is a seriously deranged person living in the Superstition Mountains. Do yourself a favor and stay as far away from those mountains as you can. This story happened to me a couple of months back, and I'm still not quite sure what to make of it. My housemates and I are all college students and young women. One night, they decide to go on a night out while I decided to stay in and watch a movie with my boyfriend. 
At about midnight, someone knocked on the door. I answered it, assuming it was one of my housemates. But it was this young guy who must have been around 18 to 20 years old. I asked him if he was okay, and he told me that he'd lost one of his AirPods behind my house, in the garden. He asked if I would help him look for it. The student house had a backyard with a very high brick wall. There wasn't even a walkway behind the back of the houses. Just a little path to a shop's garage and a couple of garden gates down. I immediately had an awful feeling about him. He didn't look threatening at all and was about my height, but it didn't feel right. He couldn't have been in my garden, and on the off chance that he actually was, why was he back there anyway? It's not a walkway. There was no justifiable reason as to how he could have lost his AirPod there. I started questioning him, but not too harshly at that point. What do you mean you've lost your earphone? There's no way that you could have lost it in my backyard. How did you get access? Why were you back there? I don't understand. Whilst this was going on, I felt like he was trying to get into the house because he kept moving forward. My boyfriend eventually came out of the living room and the guy at the door kept asking us to help him look and specifically for me to get my housemates. My boyfriend was on the verge of helping him, but I'd half hidden myself behind the door and gave him a death stare. I did not want my boyfriend to help him, nor did I want this man in my house. My boyfriend ended up saying something along the lines of, hope you find your earphone, bud. Sorry about this, to the guy. To which the man aggressively responds, so you're not going to help me? My boyfriend flatly said, no, and shut the door in his face. And that was that. It really spooked me, and it left me with so many questions. I'm not very close with my housemates, but I had to let them all know what happened, and none of them knew this guy. I feel like I'm very intuitive, so I still believe something sinister or weird was going on, although I can't quite put my finger on it. Okay, so I'm a 19-year-old male, but this was back when I was 15. I had just recently finished hanging out with my then-girlfriend, so me and her were walking on a trail and hanging out. It was about 10 o'clock at night, and she had to get picked up, so we said our goodbyes, and she left. I didn't have a ride coming for me, so I had to make the trek home. It was about a 15-minute walk, and there was a road that I could have taken, but I was lazy, and there was a shortcut on a train track that ran through the woods. It cut the time of the walk down by about five or six minutes. So I started my short walk home, and all I could hear was silence, plus the occasional chirp of crickets. The beginning of my walk felt good. It was quiet and peaceful, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I tried to shrug it off as nothing, but then I quickly remembered that this area of woods that I was cutting through is a known transient hangout spot, and this only helped to amplify my feelings of anxiety. Still, I trudged on, having already walked too far to turn around. But that's when I see it. A silhouette in the tree line. I could tell that it was a man, although I couldn't see him properly. But I knew he wasn't out there for a midnight stroll in the woods. He calls out to me in a voice as raspy and deep as I can imagine. I was only 15, and I was pretty scrawny, so this deeply terrified me. 
I was already afraid of the dark, so this situation added to the fear I was already feeling. The hair stood up on my neck as the man started to run for me. I got chills coursing through my entire body, so I ran. I ran as fast as I could, but the side of the train track was all rocks, and it was at an incline, causing me to trip and cut up my knees and hands as I tried to scramble back to my feet. As I regained my footing, I never once looked back as I sprinted the entire way home. I got there, slammed the door behind me, ran upstairs to my bedroom, and pretty much threw myself onto the floor without as much as turning the lights on. I was exhausted, out of breath, and couldn't imagine running any further. I had a window that overlooked the path to where I exited the train tracks, so I gathered the courage that I had to look out the window. And there he was. I could see him standing behind a tree, glaring directly up at my window. I tried my best not to move the curtains or the blinds, but I know in my gut that he saw me the entire time. There's no way that I was going to sleep that night, so I didn't even try. Who knows what would have happened if he got to me. I never did see him again, although in all fairness, I hardly saw him that night. But believe me, I never walked down that track ever again. Forget that shortcut. Hey everybody, Malevolent here. I wanted to thank you all for taking the time out to watch this and all the other videos on the channel. It's very much appreciated. And if you enjoy what we do here, please hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. The support means a lot, and I'll be sure to keep the content coming. Thank you again, and I'll catch you on the next one.